2: Everyone, it is another episode of Money Honeys with Freddie, Chantel, and Devin. You know the drill. We're just trying to secure the bag. Enjoy the bags that we've secured and you know pass down those bags to create generational bags you know i guess that i guess the proper term is generational wealth yeah generational yeah. bags is better yeah. <laughs> is
0: way better generational I would bags like less emotional
2: bags and more generational, more generational bags generational is a yeah, yeah a little swap <laughs>
0: please and thank you
2: yes well that is right We're actually today gonna be diving into something that I feel like a lot of people tiptoe around, Mm -hmm. which is how can we make sure that our assets and everything we've worked so hard for are protected and are going to the right places Mm -hmm. once we are no longer here. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are talking about living trusts and wills today, ladies. Mm, I've been needing this episode. I haven't even thought about this before (laughs) in my life.
1: (laughs) I'm like, since I like have some assets, I'm like, I know I need a living trust, mm-hmm. but I don't know really what it is. I don't know how to get one, and I don't know where to start. It's confusing. It is.
2: Well, you're in the right place, ladies. <laughs> We're going to learn today. But before we jump into that, how have your weeks been going? What's happening? How are we feeling this week? Oh, oh man. Well, yeah. I just
0: started a new job. Yes. Hey. Yeah, I have a new job. I'll talk about it later, I think, and talk more about what I do. But it's a full time job mm-hmm. with a salaried position. And let me tell you all something. Mm. Um, because I hopped into my new job and then immediately started hiring because we were building out a team, right? Mm. And And I had thoughts and feelings about accepting a full-time job Mm -hmm. after being freelance for two-ish years. A Mm. lot of like, I don't know if I want to do full-time anymore, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like, talk to me about your in-office policy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, I get it. Even though the trade-in is like getting paid every religiously and the same number every two weeks, people are like, I don't know if I want to get in bed with an industry, with Mm -hmm. a company anymore. Yeah. So it was interesting. That And I, I judge myself for having, like, these feelings of PTSD for getting in bed with a full-time mm. job and position. Um, but it's also, like, validating that the people I'm interviewing are having the same thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Mm -hmm. A little bit about me.
2: That's so interesting. That's interesting. I think obviously a lot of it has to do with the past two years and what we've been going through just globally. Mm -hmm. I think it has made people think twice about like, okay, now what are you guys going to require out of me? Yeah. You know what I mean? When I may not have the best mental health day or when, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's just kind of, I think people are wanting more of that flexibility that we've had. Mm -hmm. And the idea of of working full time, I think for some is a little scary. Right. Uh Definitely is for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because also like full-time changed over the pandemic when we started
0: working from home. Mm -hmm. And I saw this because I was in full-time position at NBC when the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And then there was like this weird six weeks where we didn't know our work hours. Like I was getting messages from my boss at 1230 because he was up. And Mm -hmm. like we Mm -hmm. indulged that because we were all kind of recalibrating as the pandemic was starting. And luckily for me, like, I kind of got out of that situation and reestablished a new routine. But I think a lot of folks stayed in that situation where they were, like, talking to their bosses on Slack first thing when they got up in the morning and, like, right before they go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think people are just like, I don't know if I can do that anymore. Yeah. You know. It's exhausting. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting.
2: How about you, Shanti? Um, I've just
1: been in the throes of wedding planning. Yes,
2: (gasps) in the throes. The throes.
1: Booked our booked our DJ.
2: Ooh,
1: we have two.
2: I was gonna say, I I recall there being multiple DJs. We got two, two ladies.
1: Incredible! It's gonna be great. Um, I'm trying to figure out like a wedding outfit.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, don't worry, we're here (sighs) for you. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just like, oh, this shit's so expensive. You're. I'm like, we can just go to Ritzia. (laughs) Ritzia. Yeah. Out. Like I'll just like put something together, you I know. Mean, like, it
0: was funny because you don't you you don't have a maid of honor or any bridesmaids, but no. the person who is kind of your maid of, of honor, f- yeah, yeah, who's kind of assuming that role. Shout out to Julie. She, hey Julie. Julie. <laughs> she emailed us this week and was like, yeah. "Okay, so here are the plans. <laughs> <laughs> you can come to whichever. Yeah, yeah. I'm coming to all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't want anyone to feel like obligated, especially yeah. for like because the dress shopping portion." Really is for like, Julie and my mom. <laughs> they're both like, "Well, we want it," and I was like, "Okay, I won't order something online." Then. <laughs> but I was like, "I might end up doing that anyway." Absolutely <laughs> not. Do that. <laughs> just want to
2: have the experience of yes. walking into a place. Yes. Yeah. 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 I so I was like, "All right, I'll do it." <laughs> Are you already over budget with what
1: you know the budget? is, uh, as George would say, a living
0: organism.
1: (laughs) It's it's fluid. It's a living, living, breathing document. (laughs) Yes. So the budget... Oh, no. I mean, it's like my budget, I'm just kind of I'm a little bit more like, okay as we book stuff and get it solidified, then it's it's easier to kind of like, all right, so let's not go for like the most expensive option on this. Or let's see if we can negotiate with like the bartender. Mm -hmm. Let's see what we can, you know, for apps. Can we just like do our own situation? Yeah. That's going to be really good. But i uh, ah! was like, hey, can we just do our own situation yeah. versus like a catering company where they're like, that'll be $12,000. And I'm like, absolutely For not. chips
0: and yeah. salsa? Ma'am. For <laughs> <laughs> ma'am? You're just going to put out a little tortilla, Tostito kind of thing? That's you not know $12,000.
1: Chips and salsa is a really good idea. It's the best
0: snack. I will it's, die it's, on this hill. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. my
1: favorite snack in the world. Anyways. So, yeah, that's been that's been my stuff. How about you, Fred?
2: Yeah, Freds What's going on? So it's been a pretty chill week. Um, I will say this week, something that got me excited was getting that email alert from Redfin because that's mm. where I found my house from, and you know, once you actually buy, and I didn't work through the site, but I guess somehow they know they know that I bought the house, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they've been and listening, so, yeah, and so they um. Just they told me just about like how much the value has increased just (gasps) since I purchased the home in September. And Mm -hmm. I got really excited and was actually a little shocked and surprised by just like the rate at which it appreciates. I mean, it's gone up about 30K. Mm -hmm.
1: And you've put a lot of work into it in modernizing it. And so that's not even the factor because they don't even know about your
2: remodels. Yeah. So I definitely like that was something that almost made something click immediately in my head and mm-hmm. I was like yep. <laughs> it worked. started like that. Yes, it, worked. Exactly. it worked. It worked. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> right on time. Yes. Um I was like, wow, like I really do have like this is an asset asset. Like this is mm-hmm. something that I want to make sure remains mm-hmm. and stays in my family if I like were no longer here. Mm-hmm. And you know, then I started going down this wormhole of like wills and all these things. And I started talking you guys know AT. Mm-hmm. Our our, our good a. friend a. Alexis Torado actually is in the estate planning process right now just mm. to, you know, take take measures to make sure that everything is protected. And she was telling me, she was like, Did you know that like in California, like a will isn't enough? What? What do I have to do now? <laughs> Come on. It's always something. It's, it's always something. I'm like, what do you mean a will isn't enough? Being in
0: your 30s is like, oh, I'm still cute. I'm still baby. <laughs> and then you realize you're not still baby. And there's yeah. all these things that you have to do. And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yes. I was on TikTok the other day and they were like, did you know there's this vent behind your stove that you have to clean? I was like, no, stop finding things for me to clean. I sign off, I'm done, I'm going to sleep. I'm like, I don't want to know about anything other, more responsibilities, I'm done. I just want to watch my
1: shows. Yeah,
0: I want to watch my shows, play my new little drums,
2: play my piano. <laughs> And, yeah, we have yet another thing to tackle, and Uh, it's not easy. Um, It's not easy. So find out what I mean after the break. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. with headphones now because our guests will be joining us soon Mm. but before we jump into that I just want to get like a quick gauge of the situation personally I haven't put any thought into my will or any kind of living trust situation I guess it's something that I thought that I would tackle like honestly like when I have kids Mm -hmm. like to have you know someone to pass things down to did you guys have, like, a, a certain age that you were planning on sitting down and even tackling, like, figuring out who gets what when you pass? Like, Shondell, you seem like you would have a running dock of, like, <laughs> all your assets, who gets what, like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... My timeline for this was like five years ago, basically, and I have yet to do it um, because I know it's like once you have assets and that's when you should kind of like be doing like a living trust and stuff like that Um, and like a will so that like the condo doesn't go into probate, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. But I haven't done that. And it's one of those things that I'm like, my understanding of it is I would say, 10 out of 100. Okay. And it needs to be more and I just I'm like I don't know how to find more knowledge about it because Mm-mm. it's like everything that I looked up online it it's like very complicated
3: mm-hmm.
1: and like I I feel like few people aside from honestly probably like attorneys actually 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 100% understand what it is yeah. and so I've like tried to ask different like quote unquote adults yeah. <laughs> and they're like well it's like this blah, 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 blah. I'm like oh you don't know either you know, they don't really know no you don't know either and so of course me as a 26 year old was unable to understand it or even know how necessary it was yeah. and then now as a 30-year-old, I'm like, oh, I need that shit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Dev?
0: Well, I recently just gave my boyfriend, <clears throat> Patrick, we know him, we love him. I just gave him a list of all my internet passwords. So I feel like I'm on my way.
2: You're on your <laughs>
0: <laughs> You know what I mean? Like same thing. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah so yeah. if if I croak, um at least he can log into my Instagram. <laughs> So, you know, um, I'm there. <laughs> I'm already thinking about it. <laughs> got
2: it. Got it. Yeah. got it. It's, 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 it's. I mean, the most most important priorities go first.
0: Wait. <laughs> yeah. My assets are my cats. And you know what? They're going to go wherever they want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah. Bones already does. He He's an escape
0: artist. Yeah. My cats. Yeah. So, no, I have not thought about this at all and I'm a little scared. Uh, My sphincter is a little clenched going into this conversation. I really don't know what to expect because we're talking about death, we're talking about paperwork, and we're talking about, like it seems, my understanding is like once you die, the government, companies all come in and try to swoop up the things that you want or that Mm. you have. Mm -hmm. So that's stressful too. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, okay, when I tell you guys that when Alexis told me that like based on, and it's state by state, But we all live in California, Mm -hmm. and California laws pretty much, you know, let us know that, like, a will upon death, your assets and everything that you've worked super hard to accumulate your entire life can just end up where? With the state. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just with the state. And that is just, like, you—it made me very stressed out, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I mean, tax time comes around— Every year I get angry because I know it's not going where it needs to be going. Right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then the idea of the government seizing Mm-mm. these things that I work super hard for just because, just you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when you, and like, just, you know, in my head I was like, oh, yeah, I will. Sure. Like, there should be a way right. that I can just, you know pass all my assets on to my parents or Mm -hmm. other family members, but, like, you need a living trust. Mm -hmm. So we have an estate planner in the building via Zoom, but I just like the term in the building. She's in the building. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Who's going to help us figure out the best way to protect our assets when our time is up. Uh, we have Christina Agajanian. She is an attorney who focuses on, who focuses on estate planning, trust administration, and probate. Mm.
3: Hey, Christina. Hello. Hi, Hi ladies. Hi. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank, thank you. You, all.
2: you too. <laughs> thank you so much for coming to our show. So Okay, let's, I guess, jump right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about how you even got into estate planning and what is estate planning, first of all?
3: Oddly enough, my very first job in high school was at an estate planning law firm. I just um, was an admin assistant there, and I found this area of practice to be really interesting, you know, learning about how um, wealth transfers to people and when you pass away, you know, who gets that lamp, Who gets the painting? Um, everything isn't done the way the Gilmore girls tell us they're done. Mm-hmm. So essentially, you know, I thought it was really interesting. I dove deeper into it in, in law school. And, um, you know, I'm a California attorney. I've been practicing estate planning for about seven years. Um, and although it's not a fun topic for anyone to really discuss, it's definitely important for people to learn about it, at least, you know, so that you can avoid your assets going to the wrong people.
0: Mm-hmm. come on experience you've been doing this since high school yes. i love that yeah <laughs> right. i'm loving this. i've been in this for a little while let's jump into it can you explain the difference between a will and a living trust i think the two can okay. be convoluted to someone who may not be actively in the estate process i didn't even know that there was a difference i thought that was a nickname for the other <laughs> i thought a living i thought estate planning is just like Code word.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. For will. <laughs> I get it.
3: I totally get it. Yeah, no, definitely. So let me start off by telling you a little bit what estate planning is, and then I'll get into the difference of those two documents. So, just so you all know, if you live in California, you already have an estate plan. Whether you know it or not, um, the California Probate Code has basically decided where your things are going to go if you pass away without a will or a trust in place. Um, And that's called, it's called intestate succession. So the code has decided where things go. So everything from your car, your house, your bank account, your jewelry, whatever you have has already been decided for you. What? So um, yeah, that makes up your estate. Those things are your estate and that's been decided by California. The way we avoid going with California's plan is you prepare a document like a trust or will to basically say what you want to happen. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about what a trust is. So, I want you to think about a trust like it's a basket, okay? Imagine a basket. You're putting all of your things into this basket and essentially, you're protecting them from probate. Um, probate, okay. PS. What is PS. probate? I want you to, exactly. I should tell you what that is. So, probate is when a judge has to oversee the distribution of your assets. So, really um they're still going to look at what you have and where it goes and decide for you. So the trust is how we avoid that, okay? Uh, When you pass away with a trust, the administration of your estate is privately done. That means the court doesn't get involved at all, you know? The assets you put in that basket will be distributed to the named beneficiaries in your trust. So, really, you decide who gets what. You also decide who's in charge of your estate when mm. you pass away. Mm.
0: Okay? I don't like and the idea then, of California coming in. I don't like the idea of California coming in and telling me what to do with my stuff.
3: Yeah. Because what, is, right. what exactly. has the state done for me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? It shouldn't be up to the state. Yeah. All right. Mm, so, sorry. the difference. Keep going. No, you're fine. <laughs> the difference between that and a will is a will is really a document best used. When someone doesn't really have any real estate or any intention of purchasing real estate in the future, or their assets are worth um, below the probate threshold, which is $166,250. So Hmm. basically, if you're using a will, the court is still going to get involved in the distribution of your assets. Hmm. And the main, yeah, the main difference between these two documents is that a will is only used when you pass away. Whereas a trust is used if you're incapacitated, meaning you can't handle your financial affairs anymore, oh. or upon your passing, okay? Oh. So they have different ways of being used.
0: So you know that one movie on Netflix that was like uh, about what's her face, uh, taking advantage uh-huh. of old people?
2: Oh, uh-huh. uh, yes. Not S- thank you for Sorry, yeah. I don't care
0: or something. Something like that. I, like, I, I, oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I care a lot. I <laughs> So does that happen to folks who don't have
3: estates set up already? You know, I can tell you there are a lot of bad people out there who take advantage of of, um, some naive uh, or incapacitated individuals. It's, of course, awful and absolutely should not be done. um, But things happen, you know. Um, In our state, you know, there's something called undue influence, where if somebody is forcing you to do something they're unduly influencing you Mm -hmm. so if they're forcing you to name them as a beneficiary or you're being manipulated somehow you know those are grounds for litigation in the future you know family members might feel like a caregiver is taking advantage Mm -hmm. of their grandma or mom Mm -hmm. Um, but things like that happen and we do have some laws in place to protect against that but for the most part you know a movie's a movie but things do happen but if yeah. you
0: have an estate planned out, can that that can't happen to you. No one can come in because it's already been mapped out, right, in my understanding? Well, that? your
3: your estate plan can be modified. So if you have a revocable document, it can be modified over time. And if that does happen, um, you know, if somebody tries to um, get themselves named as the trustee on your trust or as a beneficiary, you know, if it's a revocable document and you have capacity, it's possible that your documents may get updated and change what the previous distribution said. Oh no.
1: Can you can you like lock some parts off to where it's yes. like okay, this this stuff can change like say I I bought another house or another car and didn't get a chance to add it, but so it's like okay, yeah, you can you can change that stuff, but you I, I want to lock off the beneficiaries or I want to lock off who can control my estate.
3: Hey there,
0: ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
3: Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about.
2: I use Prime to tap in with
3: some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips.
0: So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.
2: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
3: So, really, as long as you have capacity, you're in charge of that document. Mm. You um, are the one who decides, and you're the one who has to sign you know, the amendment or the restatement of your document. Mm -hmm. So as long as you have the ability to not make changes or make changes as you choose, somebody else should not be able to come manipulate you, right, and Mm -hmm. change things. Um, Essentially, the plan that you put in place is locked unless you change it. So I want you to think of it like that. Your beneficiaries will be your beneficiaries unless you change it. So that's basically how it looks.
2: Okay, so you would say that the the candidates for people, I would say candidates for living trusts are if you have, you know, a decent amount of assets. And then you would say the candidates for wills would be maybe someone who doesn't have as many or someone who doesn't have plans on purchasing a home and things like that.
3: Um, You know, it really depends. So a common misconception people have is that, you know, trusts are only for, quote, rich people. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. not really the case you know if you own a home if you have children uh, you know or you have assets above that probate threshold if you have pets that you're like these pets have to go to these people mm-hmm. a trust is a better idea than a will because in california the difference in cost of creating a trust versus probating your estate is substantial mm-hmm. um you know and having a will may not cover what happens in the future you may create a will today because you don't have real estate but next year you buy a house well that will is not going to take care of the house and keep it out of the court system oh um but you do that is using a trust so you know as soon as you buy that house as soon as you have those kids you should get a trust put in place but it just makes sense to have the trust you know have that basket ready and when you have stuff to put in it Put it in there. And mm,
1: that's it. You get it added in uh, a little add-on, yeah. <laughs> a little essential oil
3: add-on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a little add-on there. Um, you know, the big difference. The probate has uh, probate court has a fee structure, so that's set by the court. It's not up to us as attorneys. I don't decide how much I'm being paid for your estate. If you pass away, so an example of the cost of probate is, you know, on a million dollar estate. Let's say you have. Real property worth a million dollars or all of your assets accumulated are are come up to a million dollars. You're looking at about twenty three thousand dollars in executor fees. Executor fees are the fees paid to the person who's administering your estate. Twenty three thousand going to attorney fees and additional court fees. So that's forty six thousand dollars that are basically just being thrown away. Mm-hmm. You know, that have gone com- to the beneficiaries. Does that come out of... That
2: comes out Your of state. the pool, yeah.
3: Oh, my. Yeah. So we hate probate. they have to sell yeah. that house. Yeah, if they have to sell that house to, you know, pay for that stuff, then that's what needs to happen. Because, you know, a lot of times... People will inherit things that maybe still have a mortgage on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they're not completely paid off or that's where they live. Maybe a child inherits something. They live there and they can't afford to pay $46,000 mm-hmm. to somebody just mm-hmm. out of pocket. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it's not a, a great way to have your assets transferred to people. And the process can take up to two years in mm-hmm. California. Mm-hmm. The court's so backed up. I hate it here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so (laughs)
1: living trust can also just protect your family members or your loved ones after you Mm -hmm. pass so that they don't have to go into like financial hardship Mm -hmm. to take on your assets. And then it's like if if they want to sell the house or if they want to sell a car, they can do that, but they're not doing it to pay for your fees, basically. Yeah,
3: exactly. Exactly. It's um, basically preparing things and having things ready just in case. And it it does, you know, when someone passes away, there's such a um, grieving time going on already, the Mm. burden of taking on loans and trying to figure out how to cover the cost of these things. Because like I said, the attorney doesn't decide when it comes to probate. It's set by code mm-hmm. so um you know it's not like i can say okay give me 15 bucks you know and i'll yeah. take
2: care mm-hmm. of this
3: for you mm-hmm. it's up to the the court system
1: we hate probate yeah we hate probate. yeah we don't like probate <laughs> this is making me like want to go home and
2: immediately
3: right <laughs> yes. take care of this stuff you yeah. know yeah. call me yeah yeah yes. exactly,
2: christina exactly yes Christina, have you seen any cases where someone thought a will would protect everything they've earned in their lifetime and that wasn't the case? And, like, what exactly happened? We've kind of touched on this, but do you have any personal, like, anecdotes of of this experience?
3: Yeah, right. Um, unfortunately, because I practice probate as well, I have mm-hmm. seen many cases like this. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, oftentimes clients will will uh, come about that, you know, they're the... Um, child of someone who passed away and maybe they're the quote good child who's been, you know, talking mm-hmm. to mom, taking care of mom for mm-hmm. many, many years. Mom lived in their house uh, for after dad passed away. And the other kids basically have washed their hands of mom, mm-hmm. haven't mm-hmm. seen her in 20 years, mm-hmm. haven't been involved mm-hmm. at all. And ultimately, according to the probate code, all of the kids are um, beneficiaries in equal shares. Hmm. So that kid who's done everything Mm -hmm. for mom and is still taking care of, you know, the probate Mm -hmm. is ultimately, you know, getting less than maybe they deserved or maybe less than what mom would have wanted them Mm -hmm. to get. And that's not the case with everybody, right? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it it may be, you know, I love all my kids equally and that's fine. This is just the one that happened to take care of me. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there are many times where, Um, that's not what they would have wanted. And when the court's getting involved and supervising the distribution of the estate, when you have these family dynamics, maybe there weren't good relationships, again, because of the probate code, the hard-earned money, the estate that that lady had, ultimately is going to be split up amongst family members that maybe she didn't want to Mm, receive mm -hmm, anything. mm -hmm. So yeah, this can happen. This happens pretty often, actually. And it's not just, with a kid it might be mom promised me this house I've been paying the mortgage on the house Mm. she lives in Mm. for all these years she Mm -hmm. told me uh, I could have it once she passes and again it's split between like two kids Mm -hmm. and they lose out on everything they put into that house
2: Mm -hmm. and there's Mm -hmm. like literally nothing like you can't even there's nothing you can do yeah. No, at that point, no. there's literally nothing you, can, you can't like argue in court. Like, no, well, I've been here for 10 years, but yeah. like, you can't. You just hope that yeah. your sibling will is recognize. good too. Yeah. And is
1: like, well, this, you know, if it's like, oh, this is what our parent would have wanted yeah. or something. But I feel like that's, yeah, that's hard not, to come yeah, back. rare, I feel like. <laughs> right.
3: And that's, you know, it gets a little complicated. I don't want to make it too confusing for your listeners. But when you have a, um, a situation where perhaps, You know, there's two kids who inherit, and they they have a good relationship with each Mm -hmm. other. And maybe, you know, we knew that um, daughter was the one who was paying the mortgage, and Mm. son says, you know what, I'll give you the half that I'm gonna get, even through the probate Mm. court, I'll give you my half. Mm. That child can do that, but then there's a reassessment on the property taxes Mm. of the home. The uh, transfer between siblings doesn't qualify for and exclusion from property taxes being reassessed. There's so much, you know, so much more that goes into it. And doing the uh, appropriate planning beforehand will avoid all of this.
1: Right. Okay. That actually brings me to a really good question that I just thought of, because yeah. I had a maybe understanding of it, but I want to make sure that I'm actually correct. So okay. say I have a house in my mm-hmm. in my living trust, and then okay. that gets passed down to my child. All, all goes well. There's no complications there. But then the house doesn't get reassessed. So like the property taxes stay the same for my child versus it getting its new value and then property taxes and everything going up. Is that correct or incorrect?
3: Um, it is correct, however, with a caveat. So okay. uh, yeah, Prop 19 was passed this past here, um, and it essentially says that if the child uses that home as their primary residence, again, I'm only speaking to California law lot here. Mm-hmm. Um, if they use it as their primary residence, then there will not be a reassessment. Mm-hmm. However, if they do not treat it as a primary residence and they prefer to treat it as a rental, mm-hmm. then there is a possibility of reassessment. Mm-hmm. So prior to Prop 19 being passed, We, you know, we had that benefit of not having the reassessment. So as my clients would inherit things Mm -hmm. from their family members, they were able to hang on to them, use them to generate rental income Mm -hmm. because the property taxes were so low, house was paid off. It was great. But, you know, some things have changed. Why did they do that? (laughs) If you don't mind me asking. (laughs) You know, uh, you can ask the realtors about that one. Um, a lot of agents, from what I understand, um, were really rallying for this to happen. And of course, other other um, professionals wanted this to happen because of uh, the fact that people were inheriting property at such low property taxes, they were hanging mm. on to it. So these properties weren't getting freed up to be sold or to mm. keep, um, you know, freeing up real estate. In, mm. in California mm. so they pushed for this thing of well when you inherit it if you can't afford the property taxes sell it so now we have freed up some more inventory mm.
0: so now, that we can ha- jack up the prices for the new tenants yeah and this
1: was a thing we all voted on right this was like on our yeah. California yeah, ballots.
3: yeah correct yeah. it was voted on Damn. and unfortunately yeah. it passed so yeah we don't know um you know how long it'll last for um, and when we can hopefully vote to change it back. But yeah, let's we'll repeal that. Soon. How yeah. do we repeal?
1: <laughs> let's repeal it yes, now that we like great understand
3: great. what it is. We're like, yeah,
0: let's.
1: yeah. That's the thing. A lot of a lot
3: of these things are not explained yeah. well, and so people feel like oh, that's what they're saying on the ad. So that must be it. But there's a lot yeah. of other things that happen yeah. you know, as a result, consequences.
0: Yeah. So for our listeners, what other states require living trusts versus a will? Yeah.
3: So because because I'm a California attorney, I, I can't speak to what other states require, you know, um, a will over a trust, trust over a will to avoid court involvement. But there are many states that, that do um, require a trust You know, like California does to avoid court involvement. Um, I I know in New York, I have a colleague in New York who's told me the probate process is a bit faster there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it it really varies from court to court, state to state. You know, here in California, because we have such a large population, um, a lot of our courts closed down and were consolidated to our downtown court Stanley Mosque. So the mm. probate court there is just so backed up mm. that it's taking a long time. But yeah, every state is different. Yeah. Fun and cool. Cool and fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh.
1: Um I I I have a a moral question. So yes. say I'm like, okay, I I now very much want to get into my estate planning how Mm -hmm. how do you even I I, I've never really like worked with attorneys before how do you kind of like screen an attorney to make sure that they have your best interest at heart because I it it seems like such a huge decision Mm -hmm. so that your loved ones are taken care of and you're saving them of that emotional distress the added distress of finances, mm. once you pass, how do you screen an attorney to to make sure that they're really caring about all that for you?
3: Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I agree. You know you want to have a good relationship with the estate planning attorney. You want to have a good feeling. you want to you want to feel like they will be your advocate and mm. help guide your um, you know your trustee with doing what they need to do. Um, But in any case, you know, I I think the most helpful thing to ask is if that attorney specializes in this area of law, you know, Mm. just like you go to... Uh, a dermatologist for a skin issue you're not going to go to the dermatologist and say I have a heart condition right Mm -hmm. what's going on right Mm -hmm. so um I've had many clients come to me to redraft or Mm. you know fix mistakes made by like a bankruptcy attorney or a business attorney or someone Mm. who should not be doing this Mm, area of law because they do something else right so um Just find out if they specialize in the area of law. It will make a big difference in the quality of your documents. Mm -hmm. Um, You may also want to ask about the cost to update your documents over time Mm -hmm. and what that would look like. Um, You know, for example, our office follows up with our clients every three years just to check in. We want to make sure things haven't changed. If they have... We can talk about it and see if it may warrant an update, you know, mm. or, hey, we thought about that when we talked that last time. So we don't need to update your documents. You're good. I'll talk to you in three years again. Mm. So, you know, it really depends on how how their style of working is and keeping their relationship with with the client. But I think it's important for you to feel comfortable that you can talk to them if you have questions. Um, that's that's really important. Sure.
0: So how much does it actually cost to drop a will versus drawing up a living trust?
3: Yeah, so the cost really depends on the size of the estate, the type of plan that needs to be done. Um, you know, I can't give you a number because it will depend on many factors. Right. Things like, um, things that come up during the consultation, like discussing tax consequences, planning for minor children, planning for a business, intellectual property you may have. Hmm. It really depends. I have, you know, our um, clients, we have a lot of entertainment clients. Hmm. And depending on what we need to focus on, um, that will drive the type of planning I do. Um, hmm. And, you know, we want to make sure that they're intellectual property you know, continues to, um, create royalties yeah. for their family, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it depends on how complicated it gets. And you mm-hmm. may not think your estate is complicated, but once we start talking, there might be things that you're like, Oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't even realize that I could do this or my IRA will do that. You know, mm-hmm. there are things that come up during the, the consultation and mm-hmm. during the planning process. So yeah.
1: If you, if you are married. Do you need, Mm -hmm. do you and your spouse need to have individual living trusts or if you're both okay with it being combined, Mm -hmm. is that something that can happen?
3: Absolutely. So we really, again, will depend on the assets. So Mm. is there a prenup? If there is, we need to review that. Are Mm -hmm. there um, assets jointly held or are most of them separate? You know, does Mm. wife have um, three or four condos in her name, and husband has a house in his name, and they mm-hmm. want to keep things separate for some reason. That's fine. They could do two separate plans. But if for the most part, because we are a community property state, if for the mm-hmm. most part they consider everything joint, they're both on title, or you know, one of them gets added on title mm-hmm. on a property, mm-hmm. um, they can have a joint, joint trust, absolutely.
1: Mm. That
3: would be the most, I would say for married couples, that's the most common is to do a joint trust.
1: Is there like a little, like a little discount?
3: If it's like, we're going (laughs) to both do this one. (laughs)
1: You know, yeah, it costs
3: less. To do a joint plan. There we Absolutely. go. Because there we go. It's only one. <laughs> it's only one trust. Then doing um, two separate ones. We
1: love a quasi coupon we- code. <laughs>
3: we do. <laughs> a BOGO moment. A BOGO if you will. Oh, love it. Yeah. You will. You
2: will. Wow. I am just like over here. My brain is just almost about to explode. Like this is a lot to wrap my head around. Especially because it's not something that I think any of us really, you know, have been actively planning on getting done. I mean, mm-hmm. we've you know, it's been in the background of our heads, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. But I think, like, this is definitely, it's making me want to, um, you know, put my foot on the gas a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, this has been
2: so
1: informative
0: for me. Well, we joke a lot about, on this podcast, about how we have to protect our money from Uncle Scam. Mm-hmm. But Uncle Scam is coming for your money
2: even when you die, mm-hmm. even after death. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and it
2: is... This, yeah, this this country is a lot. <laughs> and
0: listen, I would be fine with giving my money to California when I die if I knew that California was doing something with it. With it, mm-hmm. yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. No.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't have any other questions. No, I have
0: to go have think and meditate. Questions?
2: Yeah, I've been. I've been so
1: informed.
2: Yeah. I feel like.
1: I I feel like I know ten thousand times more. No. Yeah. Than when I
2: walked in, absolutely. Like, yes, Christina. Thank you so thank you. much. Thank yes. you so much for being with us mm-hmm. and educating us on how not to get screwed mm-hmm. posthumously. Mm-hmm. Like that is, it's thank very important. And I think we, it's really, it's really important to put some thought into that to make sure that your loved ones or whoever mm-hmm. is is not is the least stressed out as possible.
0: Yeah. yeah. Where can the people find you, Christina?
3: Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. I hope I didn't scare anybody. No. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> estate planning should not be scary. I know nobody wants to talk about this stuff, but, you know, we try to make it as, as simple as possible and um, essentially, you know, make it something that you're just going to do once and put away and not think about it anymore. But, you know, for anyone in California who has questions about their own estate plan, they can find me at Link Law. Um, Inc. or on Instagram, Yelp, and on linklaw.com. And, you know, we're proud to be an entirely female law firm. We're hey, there we Yelp. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're located in Glendale, California, but we help clients all over California. I have clients in NorCal and Southern California. So, you know, if anyone has questions, always feel free to reach out. Thank you, oh, Christina. Amazing. Thank
2: you so so much, yeah. and maybe we'll have you back on. I, yes. I think there's probably still going to be some lingering questions. I love to back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So oh, thank yeah. you so much. Thank yeah, you. this has been so
0: so great, y'all. I'm dead actually from all this information. <laughs> I'm actually deceased. I had no idea it was a thing, and ugh, I'm gonna need to go home and meditate about yeah. my options.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it just, like I i I do feel so much more empowered now that I understand what it is, yeah, because even with my my partner's dad very unexpectedly and quickly passed, and he had all of this stuff in order. And so it was like, go to like top door of the dresser. That's where the living trust is. Here's where the will is. Here's like the attorney to call to like enact it wow. and all that stuff. And so he was like the absolute most prepared. And it was still. So emotionally taxing mm-hmm. that I cannot imagine having to go through that as a family without having these documents. Like, true, it it would have been like just absolutely excruciating. Yeah, like mm. crazy. You yeah. know, it was already like the most painful thing. Yeah, but if we had to think about all this stuff, I truly cannot even imagine. Crazy making. Yeah, cannot yeah. even imagine. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm so pro living trust, especially now that. I know what it is.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> After we finish this podcast, call your parents uh, or call a lawyer. Like, that's yeah. all we do.
1: <laughs> Make sure you and all your loved ones have this stuff enacted. Living yes. trust if they need it, will if they need it, living trust and will if they need it. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of it.
2: Absolutely. Until next week. See you then. See you then. See you then. <laughs>